Hey, 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 we are back with Jerusalem in the morning. And I'm your host, Richard Hosefat. Now it's that time for that part of the program that we call Savior Sightings. And we have a gentleman with us on the line who had a close encounter of the messianic kind. Sir, welcome to the program. Yeah, how you doing? Uh, my name is Zacchaeus. That's uh, Zach E. Us. Uh, spelled with two C's and one Z. Yeah, I got it. Anyhow, one day I'm uh, hanging out in my town. Nice, nice. Some of my friends, beautiful. And, uh, you know, this guy starts walking through town. I'm like, oh, who is this? Uh-huh. Big commotion, stuff going on. All people talking. Everybody's getting all up in their arms, all up in an uproar, right? Yeah, yeah. So I jump up in the street. I want to see what's going on, right? now. <laughs> Some of my friends, especially Tommy, will say, you know, he got up there because he's short. That is not why I got up in a tree. I just like to get a good view. Yeah, I got it. Anyhow, right? So all of a sudden, I'm like, whoa, hold on a second. Who is this guy? And I'm like, wait, is this a messiah? Really? Right there. That is Christ himself. So I got to get down. And I said, Lord, it's you. And he says, yeah, it's me. Who else could it possibly be? <laughs> He's like, I'd like to have dinner at your house. I'm like, I'd take you to a nice restaurant. Good. Get some Irish nachos. It'd be beautiful. He's like, I want to go to your house. Listen to me. Smarten up. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. Uh, people in my line of work don't like having people over. Uh, let's just say I'd be better off to be uh, incognito, as they say. Under the radar, if you will. Got it. Got it. But, uh, you know, it's the Lord our God. So I'm like, all right, you know, you want to come over? Sure. So I got my wife hasn't cleaned in a while. She's, you know, she's pregnant. She's getting a little tired. It's, you know, we got a lot going on. You know what I mean? It happens. So he comes over, and I'm like, how can I serve you? Yeah, yeah. He says, you pay back everything you took. Wow. I'm a tax collector. So I said, all right, no problem. I'll pay back what I took from people, and uh, and I'll make amends, and that'll be it. I was like, no, 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 no. He's like, you're paying back four times. I'm like, I'm paying back twice. <laughs> He's like, you're paying back four times. I'm like, three times, we'll call it a date. He's like, no, 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 four times, and that's that. And I'm like, all right. So I said, you know what? I was, I was just messing with you. I have no problem with going in four times. So four times, pay back. Wow. And wow. I got to tell you, it feels pretty good. That's some amazing stuff good. right here. Thank you. Thank you for your Thank time. You. And you can read all about it in Luke's new book. It's out in stores in a few weeks, and it will be available on Kindle when they get invented. Don't miss out. We'll be back with more Jerusalem in the Morning right after this. Shouldn't clap. You're going to encourage us. <laughs> can you believe that? Is that crazy what? Ah. Anyway, uh, that's a lot. A little that was back in my Richard Ryder days there. Um, kind of funny stuff. Um, that was my air name, in case you're wondering what that was, back when I did that sort of stuff. Zacchaeus, you know the story. Now, I mean, let me just say amen and we'll all go home. What do you say? Uh, no, there's, actually, there's more to it than that. Um, uh, Clay already told you about these four weeks, what we're doing, and, um, and we're, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty pumped up about it because it's really, really, I just think it's great when you get a stop and just really see how people's lives get transformed when they have the, just that encounter with Jesus. It's just amazing. So I love talking about it. I want to get into the passage today, but before I do, um, a couple of things about Zacchaeus you need to know, okay? I'll just take you back a little bit into that, in that historical time. Uh, the tax gatherers were usually Jewish. Now, keep in mind, you know this, but I, you probably need to be reminded, um, or you may not need to be reminded, but I will anyway. Rome has conquered Israel. They're the, they're the conquering army, they're the, 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 the occupying nation. They are not popular people, the Romans, because, I mean, basically you've got, you've got basic slave labor. They've, they've made all the, the Israel, all the Israelite men and women more or less their slaves in a practical sense. So this, this is not a, it's not a happy time to be a Jewish person. Now, you, you put on top of that a Jewish guy 
that the Roman government comes in and hires to be their tax gatherer, their tax collector. I mean, if you're a Jewish guy and you're working for the Roman army or the Roman, uh, uh, the government of Rome, I mean, that's not a job mama's going to be too proud of for you. I mean, that's not, you, you, mom's not too proud of that Jewish boy. Um, so it's, it's, it, you start off with it's not a good thing to be this. But, but the tax gatherers were corrupt, and they, and they were encouraged to be corrupt by the Roman government. The Roman government would say, take, take all you want. We want this much. And so they would say, okay, you're, 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 a, you're, a, you're a banker. I'm, I'm going to charge you, you know, so many hundred thousand dollars, and, and, and then I'm going to keep half of it. Well, you're a farmer, I'm going to charge you a lot less, but it's still going to be saying, I'm going to take what I can. So everybody knew the scam was going on. And that's, what, that's who Zacchaeus is. And, um, and the other thing, kind of interesting thing about this, his, uh, Zacchaeus' headquarters were in Jericho, that's where this takes place, and that was the center at that time of the balsam trade, like, you know, like balsamic vinegar, or now balsam is also used in a lot of perfumes, and, 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 and as a matter of fact, just, so it, it's a very affluent type of uh, business, people who did this. So it, this, is, this, is, this is a prime, prime position and territory for Zacchaeus. And just sort of a, a side little piece of trivia about that, uh, Mark Anthony, no, Mark, no, not the one that married J-Lo. I know what some of you guys are thinking. Oh, yeah, Mark Anthony married J-Lo. No, 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 not that one. They're divorced. Um, Mark Anthony, the Mark Anthony before him, okay, another guy, the Mark Anthony of history. He had, he had purchased, I guess you'd call them balsam plantations, several, several hundred thousands of acres of, of uh, balsam plantation stuff uh, as a present that he gave to Queen Cleopatra. So that, ha- that was all part of this whole trade, this whole territory. So anyway, um, that's what we got going on here. Um, now we come to the text. We got, we got Jesus entering Jericho and, and, and Zacchaeus getting ready to have his for lack of a better term, come to Jesus' moment, right? All right? So here we go. Chapter 19 of Luke, verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector, and he was wealthy. So we, know, we already know this guy's got the scam working. He wanted to see who Jesus was. But because he was short, see, you also just get a little etymology here. You find out where the term short man's complex came from, right here in the Bible, right? Zacchaeus had one. That was supposed to be funny. Okay, uh, anyway, he, he wanted to see... You all have short man complexes, right? I guess no. I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, he wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead, climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. If you've ever been there, <clears throat> it's a really interesting... Even today, uh, it, it, it's, uh, the road kind of turns right here with this supposedly where the sycamore tree, they call it the Zacchaeus tree, uh, where it still is. Um, they say it, I, I, you know, people tell you anything over there. But uh, they say that the, 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 the tree that's there now came from the seeds of the original uh, sycamore tree that was there that Zacchaeus climbed. Whether that's true or not, I'm not sure. But anyway, there's nowhere else to go. You come right through that road, boom, it's still that way today. Um, so, and he knows this. And he says, here comes Jesus. He takes the time to strategize and say, he's got to go this way. Let me run up that way, climb up the tree so I can see him. He may be a crook, and he may be dishonest. He may be the Bernie Madoff of his day, which he really was. But he's got something going on where he wants to see Jesus, and he's going to make it happen. Verse 5, Jesus reached the spot 
They've never met. Watch this. Jesus reached the spot. He looked up, said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down once and he welcomed him gladly. Just, just put yourself in the moment. Here's Zacchaeus. He's up in the tree. They've never met. And Jesus comes along and says, hey, Zacchaeus, come on down. I mean, don't you think at that point Zacchaeus is like, oh, my gosh, he knows my name. He knows my name. Well, he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. And all the people saw, saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. They're still doing that. They're still doing that in churches today. Did you see who the pastor was sitting with and eating with? Oh, my gosh. Um, and there are people who still murmur about that. Yeah, yeah, you know, let it go. Get over it. Um, I don't know exactly what happens next. There, there's going to be a two- or three-hour time frame in here between this verse and the next verse. And during that, during that two or three hours, Zacchaeus is, is, is having a meal with Jesus. And whatever else happened, you know, how long, what the, what the discussions were and so on, I don't know, but all we know is somewhere in that two hours or so, Zacchaeus had an encounter with Jesus. And it changed his life. Look what happens next, verse 8. But Zacchaeus stood up and he said to the Lord, Look, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times that amount. Here's what he did. He knew the Old Testament law. And if you go back to, uh, I, it's, I think it's Leviticus, it may be Exodus. You can check on it later. But it, it tells you the different, um, the different restitutions you are to do for whatever you've t- stolen or cheated someone out of. And it starts off with double, it starts off with, then it goes to triple. The most severe thing that's ever given in, anybody, in the Old, Old Testament is four times. You, you will, you will um, make up somebody four times the amount. That's the most severe. He, he immediately goes there. Didn't try 10, didn't try 20. I want four times as much. Why? Because his life was transformed. Let me make just a point about that. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> when it comes to giving, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Rich, you're going to use Zacchaeus to, to talk about giving? Yeah, I'm going to. Uh, <clears throat> sometimes people will ask me, how much should I give? Well, I, mean, I mean, really, people ask me that. Say, well, what percentage should I give uh, to, to the church? Of course, I always say 100%, but they don't usually listen to that. But um, I say, no, that's something you need to pray about. And they'll say, well, you know, do I give, you know, the Bible talks about a tenth. Do I give, do I give 10%? Do I give 5%? You know? Um, and, then, and then inevitably somebody will say, do I give it off the, off the net or the gross? And I'm like, you kind of missed the point here, okay? It, it's not what I got to give. It's what I want to give. And the, as, I, as you know, whenever I talk about giving, I always say thank you, and I always say whatever else you do, please do so with a cheerful heart because the Bible teaches that. You, God loves a cheerful giver. So, so the whole point there, as we talk about giving and so forth, what happened with Zacchaeus was, boom, I'm going to give as much as I can give back. His heart had been changed. He had been transformed. It's amazing, isn't it? Anyway, he goes on. Jesus said to him, I will pay back four times the amount. In verse, verse 9, Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham, for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Wow, I love that. Seek and to save the lost. Don't misunderstand. 
climbing that tree didn't make Zacchaeus a follower of Christ any more than you climbing those stairs to come up here will make you a Christian, okay? I thank you for climbing those stairs, and hopefully one day we'll be able to have an elevator. But in the meantime, we're concerned about your whole person. So you, you, you get a little workout to come have your, you know, spiritual workout, right? That's what I like to tell people. But it, that's, not what, that's not why he came to Christ. It was what happened when that, in that encounter with Jesus. And I want to I go back, and I want to just take three, three words, three things I want to give you, observations that I, that I glean from the end. There's a lot that we could, but three observations that I glean from the life of Zacchaeus. And the first one is this, and I already alluded to it. It was his intentionality. He had to really be intentional to figure out, to find out who this Jesus is and what he's all about. Whatever else you want to say about the, the crook, he really wanted to find out about Jesus, and he did. And, and it's the same thing with you, any of us. It takes some intentionality to, to climb those steps. But, but I hope that your intentionality and, and growth in your, and growing in your faith doesn't stop just by coming here on, 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 on a weekend service. Don't misunderstand. I'm really glad you do, and I want you to keep doing that, and I want you to bring your friends. I said, but, but there's more than that. And that's why we have some of these things that we're doing. It's all about growing and, it's, it's, and, and finding ways to connect with others. We have these connection groups. Now, we had one last night of um, uh, parents of um, grade school kids. We met back in the cafe with about, about 25 of us. I told everybody I was going to buy them a, a piece of pie on, on the day after pie day. So we had pizza. Um, I didn't really pay for it, but, but you know, sort of, kind of. But we had a great time. When we, we connected with people, Kristen, our head of our children, came in and talked a little bit about what we're doing with the kids and so forth. And we're going to we're going to whatever your stage of life is, we're going to have one of those for you. Is what we're going to do about every two months or so. And uh, and it's part of that. Is that just for social? A part of it, yeah. Anything wrong with that? You know, um, about connection. It's about community. And that's what the church is. And you get to know people, and you get to know people going through some of the same same things you're going through, and kind of kind of bounce off each other, kind of help. And certain people you'll connect with more than others, and that's just the way it always works. But that takes some intentionality. And um, you get into groups, and whether it be a Bible study or, or, or prayer group or whatever it might be, all of that takes, takes, takes a little effort. But folks, I want you to know, we don't do that just to keep the pastors busy, okay? We're happy to do it, and I love doing them all. But it's, 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 about, it's about that intentionality of growing in your faith. Well, I tell you, Zacchaeus was a great example of that. I'm going to figure out how to find out who this Jesus is. And he does. Runs ahead. Second thing, and I've said this about three times already, transformation. Got intentionality. We've got transformation. He was transformed in his encounter with Jesus. Defined transformation defined is a complete and major change. And I, I like to put it like this. <clears throat> Transformation equals a change of heart. That results in a change of attitude. That results in a change of behavior. Isn't it funny? We Christians, we like, we, we like to go right to the behavior. Ignore all these other things. And we want, oh, well, you got to change your, you got to change, you got to change your behavior, people. What's wrong with you? You know, I quit doing that. Start doing this. And we forget it starts with the heart. 
Then it goes to the attitude. Then the behavior is affected. Amazing how that works. And then that results in a change of, of loves and affections. What's, what's on your heart? You know? Um, in Zacchaeus' case, that was money. That may be the one for you, too. That was what, that was what had to change. Um, I don't know. I don't know what, what is that for you. Your portfolio? I don't know what the number is, but somewhere, somewhere when I check my portfolio too much, is that saying something about where my loves and affections are? For some of us, it might be a, a career, a position, a job. My identity's in it, and my love and my affection. It's good to love what you do. I love what I do. I really do. People say, are you, when are you going to retire? I say, I, I have no desire to retire. There's only one big event after that, and I don't know looking for that either, you know? So um, I, I hope you love what you do, but, but at some point in time, you have to stop. Is it, is it, I love it too much. I've been through that myself a couple times. Sometimes it's stuff. For other people, different people, it's different stuff. I, I had a moment this week. I hadn't had this in a long time. Um, I, I, I went to see a friend of mine. We're going to have lunch, okay? A good friend of mine comes to church here, and, and we're going to have lunch. Um, and he's a, he owns a car dealership. And so I went to, to the dealership, Chevy dealer. And I went to it and was waiting on him. I told the, you know, the lady there, hey, you know, I'll go, I'll go get, get him for you. So I'm standing in the showroom just waiting for him to come out. <coughs> you know the rest of the story, don't you? Um, beside me, just all of a sudden, I just noticed, was a brand-new Camaro, black Camaro convertible. And it's, oh, it's amazing. That car started talking to me. It's, it, I mean, people, this is an amazing. It's a Camaro on a, on a Corvette frame. <clears throat> 580 horsepower. You believe that? Zero to 60 in 3.9 seconds. Are you, are you kidding me? I'm like, this thing is just, it's just singing to me, baby. Hey, look at me, look at me, you know. It just, and I hadn't had one of those feelings in a very long time. And it was just like, my, I, don't, I don't think I could ever be happy again unless I have that car. You know? So I went home and told my wife about it. That didn't go too far. She's great. No, she's great about that stuff. I've, I, I've done some stuff. This, this has been an issue for me over the years. I, one time, one time this, is a, this is a big family joke now, but it wasn't a joke at the time. I went to get my car worked on. I saw a car that I liked. I traded it in, and I got home, and I came home in a new car. And I said, hey, Charlene, look, what, look, what, look, 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 look. She still married me. <laughs> We're still married, I should say. We were married at that point. That's happened, that's happened twice, okay? So I'm doing a lot better. It's been a long time since that happened. And I'm doing well. You keep praying for me, though. Keep praying for me because, man, Camaro, man, convertible. I don't know what it is for you. We have to check our loves and affections, what they are. For some of you, it might be clothes. Talked to a lady the other day. She says, uh, I'm going to go shopping. I got to get, get some new shoes. I said, you got great shoes. I notice shoes. You got great. She says, Rich, you can never get too many shoes. I said, okay. We, I let her go. We didn't have a come-to-Jesus moment. I just let her go. But, but I don't know what it is for you. 
what is your thing, your stuff, or, 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 you know, whatever it is. But when we start talking about transformation, we're talking about something of God literally coming in and, 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 and getting a hold of our heart, you know, and that means our attitude, then our actions, and then our loves and our affections. You know, Jesus said this. I love this. Mark chapter 7, Jesus said, he went on, what comes out of a person is what defiles them. Or is from, from within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come. Sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, folly. Wow, that's quite the list. All these evils come from inside and they defile a person. That's why we need transformation. So we got intentionality. We got transformation. Got to have a third thing, right? Lost. Broken. He knew he was lost. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. Jesus, Jesus said it himself. Zacchaeus' life was transformed because not only was he intentional in that transformation, but he understood his condition, that he was lost and broken. And, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm, I think we have a tendency to underestimate our brokenness, our own sinfulness. And, and I'll tell you how we do this. We say, well, you know, I, I, I'm not, I, I'm bad, but I'm not Bernie Madoff bad. You know, or I'm not son of Sam bad, you know. Um, and, and okay, that's true. I, I'll give you that. But, you know, here's the issue. It still all comes from the same place. Like I just read, it still comes from the heart. And that we have to understand we're all in that same condition, lost and broken. And granted, I've been found by Jesus, but at the same time, I still have that lost condition that's sort of the, sort of the default mode, you know. Um, and, 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 we, and we start, you know, we, we, we try to make these comparisons. We forget, yeah, but you know what? I'm a, I'm a selfish jerk. I had, I, had a, I had one of those moments the other day. I had a very, very late night Thursday. And had an early morning Friday. Uh, I, I meet a friend of mine for breakfast at 7 o'clock. And um, he's one of the commuter guys. And it was the only time we'd get together. And we hadn't seen, talked to each other for, forever. So I said, sure, I'll meet you at 7. So I had like a short night. Met him, came back to my house. Go, go, and well, I, I, I do this a lot. I, go, I got to my man cave. And um, key word there, man cave, okay? Um, and I'm like downstairs. Oh, I got to back up. I, I, got, I forgot this part of the story. I got to tell you this first. My... Um, our daughter and her family are living with us right now. They sold their, their condo and they bought another house here in Summit. And, you know, there's, there's a little period of time there. And, and we're the, you know, your mom and dad, that's what you do, right? That's in the contract when you have kids. You, you take care of them whenever, whatever you can, whenever you can. It's part of the deal. We're happy to do it. We love them. They're wonderful. So, but, you know, two families and not a real big house. It's, it's a, even though you love each other and your family, it, it's, it, they have two girls, a, a six-year-old and a three-year-old. So, just know that for the backstory, okay? So I go have my breakfast. I come home. And why? I do that a lot. And I'll come home and I'll pull up my computer and get, get, go in the man cave, um, get in my chair, you know, pull up my computer and start working. Usually I'm working on, on the message that I'm going to be delivering this weekend. I know, you don't, I know you think I just stand up here and talk. But actually, I do prepare. It may not always sound like it, but I actually do. Anyway, um, so I'm doing that. I'm kind of working. And all of a sudden, I'm just, you know, what next happens oftentimes, particularly after a short night and an early morning, is the eyes might get a little heavy, if you know what I mean, and there might just be a little nap in there somewhere. 
Well, that doesn't quite happen. All of a sudden, I hear two boys, hey, granddad, granddad, what you doing, granddad? First of all, it's the two girls. It's my man cave. Are you kidding me? You've got to have permission to come into my man cave. Um, and they're children, for goodness sake, six and three. Hey, granddad, hey, granddad, can we watch Let It Go on your computer? Let it go. Have you heard that? You know that song? If I ever meet the author of that song, there may be trouble. You know, I mean, I've heard that song. I, 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 I don't know what the movie's about. I haven't seen the movie. I just, all I've heard, let it go, let it go. And after the last service, two little girls stopped downstairs on the sidewalk and sang it to me again. <laughs> they did. They really did. <laughs> it was cute. Oh, it was cute. So anyway. Yeah, I went ahead, and I'm sitting here, you know, inside, I'm grumbling. I want to work on my message and take a nap. It probably took about 10 minutes before this thought hit me. There is no one more selfish than you, you dirtball, scum-sucking sinner, Rich Teeters. I said, I, I thought, you are such a selfish jerk. Be careful, I'm in church. Um, and, you know, we're all made out of the same stuff. And that's part of the journey. The difference is now when you know Jesus and have a relationship with Christ, yeah, you, do have some better, you do have better moments. But those, those, those moments still, still crop up every so often. And that's when we've got to go back and say, Lord, I need your help. I need you. I need you. I need you every hour. I need you. So, see, so it's not just... Whether I'm as bad as Bernie Madoff or the son of Sam or, or who, it's not, it's not just that. It's, it's what's in our hearts. It's for all of us. And um, i tell you, I love this. Um, Henry Ward Beecher, great preacher in the, 18th, in the 18th century, he said this, A Christian is nothing but a sinful man who has put himself to school for Christ for the honest purpose of becoming better. I really like that who has put himself to school for Christ for the honest purpose of becoming better. Intentionality. Got to think about it. Got to think about it. Got to put myself in the right place, just like Zacchaeus did, for my, for my faith to grow. Transformation takes place as I, as I continue to go to God. You know, there's a passage in the psalm. I'm going to show it to you in a moment. I'm going to give you a little homework here in a minute. It says, create in me a clean heart. I pray that prayer about a thousand times a day. I'm slightly exaggerating. I pray it a lot, though. So you got intentionality. you got transformation. And then you're just lost. I'm, I'm lost and broken, and Jesus is here. He makes me whole, but it's a process. I had something really weird happen. I'll get the band to come on out. Um, um, Becky in the band. Boy, Becky is amazing, isn't she? Um, Michael sent me this this song Thursday afternoon. I had and I, a lot of you know this song. I had not heard it before. Something happened to me that hasn't happened to me. I don't. I can't remember the last time it happened. I'm sitting in my desk. My office is behind that wall, two floors down, and um, and I, Michael sent it. I, I played it, and it, it, it started. I started listening to it, and tears started welling up in my eyes. And I literally wept. I never do that. I'm not a crier. I never do that. But I mean, this is what, Lord, I come, I confess. Bowing here, I find my rest. 
Without you, I fall apart. You're the one that guides my heart. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour, I need you. My one defense, my righteousness, my God, how I need you. This next line is when it really started for me. Where sin runs deep, your grace is more. Where grace is found is where you are. Listen closely.
so great. Thank you. Here's your homework. This week, <clears throat> I want you to do this up. Every day if you can. I want to try to do it every day. You can do it. You've got the time. Come on. Um, I want you to find Psalm 51. First of all, get a U version on get a U version app. It's free um, on your device or on your on your smartphone, and it's got every it's 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 got every translation you can you can imagine in there. And I want you to read Psalm 51 once a day if you can, but every day I want you to read it in a different translation. You know, you, you, this is the NIV. I mean, you know, some of those words: "Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love." According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. That's just some of the verses. It won't take you long. Psalm 51. Read it in a different translation every day. And just see what that, it just gives you an understanding of who we are and our, and our, and our, our real need. But then I want you to cap that off again every day by then reading John 3.16. You know that one, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. I, would, I, I can quote it to you, but I quote it to you in the, in the King James because I memorized it years ago as a kid. My grandfather has that, that whole thing printed out on his, on his gravestone. said he wanted to evangelize people after he died. <laughs> That's great. Psalm 51, John 3.16. Try doing that every day. Just, just see what, what God does in your heart with that. All right? Pray with me right now, please. Lord God, thank you so much for your love, for your grace. Thank you, Lord, that you desire to have a relationship with us, that you sent Jesus to come, live, suffer, die, and be, and be raised from the dead again, third day, to live again. And you did that for me and each one of us here. Thank you, Lord, for your love and your grace, your redemption and your forgiveness in all of our lives. And we thank you in the name of our Lord Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for coming. Um, Have a great rest of the weekend, and uh, have a good one. Thanks.